0: the Lawyer Life Experiment. Have you ever wondered if work-life balance is really possible for a lawyer? We have too, so let's put it to the test. Join us as we experiment with proven tips and tricks to address everyday lawyer problems. I am Anja Smirnova. And
1: I am Frida Levitsky. Hello everyone, today is going to be our third and last episode on the topic of relationships. As we come to the end of February, the month of love and romance, we want to talk about the relationships we have with ourselves. So today's topic is who are you? But before we jump into this meaty topic, let's see what came up from our last week experiment where we looked at our system of relationships surrounding us and identifying which relationships were supportive relationships, our assets, and which relationships were energy drainers our liabilities. What came up for you, Anya, after last week's experiment?
0: I myself, I've been using a lot of the system of relationship just by starting to implement it with clients. I, I am very aware of it myself. In my life, I am going through... A period when I say I don't have to resolve this relationship straight away. I suppose I'm just curious about how to transition relationships from liabilities to assets just by giving them time to develop on their own. This is what's going on with some of my um, friends, for example. We are at different yeah. stages of our parenthood, and I can see how this affects our well relationship, and uh, rather than trying to fix some something straight away, it just I should give this relationship some time, and probably I will see differently how much I am giving into that relationship uh, later on. That's where I am now. I love that.
1: What a great reflection.
0: What about you, Frida? What came up?
1: So I actually ended up using the tool in a coaching session because I found it so powerful having done it with you that and it is it's so effective and looking at how to reduce the impact of certain relationships can have on us whether they are liabilities or their assets and how you can tap more into relationships that are better off for us. I do also think that it's comforting to know and to understand that relationships can change over time. So if there is a lack of closeness in a relationship at the moment, it doesn't mean that it's never going to change. And uh, similarly to the way that you're experiencing that with your friendship group at the moment or certain friends in that friendship group, knowing that, that that dynamic will change at some stage in the future is actually quite comforting.
0: Yeah, yes, I like that.
1: So let's get on with today's topic of who are you? So I'm going to ask you a question, Anya. If I asked you to describe yourself, who are you? What would you say?
0: I'm a transformational women's coach, mom of two, blogger, podcaster and former lawyer. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm so good at saying this just because this is my elevator pitch when I've been using it everywhere but there was a lot of work going into that to, to for it to become so succinct and
1: all-encompassing as well All-encompassing. But, all but it's interesting to see you use your job title at the front what do you think the reason for that is
0: I suppose it's the audience uh, you kind you change your pitch depending on who you speak to and because Very we true. are lawyers turned coaches, talking to other lawyers, that's why I present myself more professionally. But now I am five years on, I'm comfortable saying that I'm a coach. And Rather than a lawyer. <laughs> or a former yeah, lawyer. <laughs> exactly. It took, it took a, a couple of years, I must say, to uh, move away from the lawyer. Very curious about yourself. Frida, who
1: are you? <laughs> I'm Frida. And if I was saying this in a normal conversation, I would say, I'm a lawyer and a life coach for legal professionals. And that's where it would end. And then I would carry on with a conversation about life or whatever is going on in the world at that stage. But it would definitely be my my profession that sticks out in front. And, you know, I would love to be able to say, hi, I'm (laughs) Frida. I'm a dog lover and an owner of three crazy rescue dogs, a godmother, an auntie, Justin's girlfriend. Oh, and by the way, I'm a lawyer and a life coach for legal professionals. (laughs) But I just don't see that format happening anytime soon. And I think it's because we as society place so much emphasis and worth on our job title, and particularly in the legal sector, that we forget everything else that we are in that specific moment.
0: I remember when I changed uh, careers and I became, so I was coaching alongside uh, being a lawyer for a couple of years. And when I switched, I remember lawyer, presenting myself as a lawyer, coming out first, whether it was out of habit, but a lot of the time it was the comfort, the comfort for myself of knowing what that exactly means. I had been a lawyer for like almost 14 years when I left when I left it. It was definitely deeply rooted but also this is such a profession that everyone knows and it is quite easy to explain it. People immediately know what you do. People immediately understand where to put you in their universe.
1: Is that a My- good thing or a bad thing? Well, that's
0: that's what we're gonna
1: discuss. <laughs> but it's I do think that we are immediately placed into a pecking order or a hierarchy or pigeonholes the minute we say, I'm a lawyer. And that in many respects it's it's quite useful because we don't even have to explain anything else. Just society allows us to just step back and go, right, okay, put us where you like, put us where where you want to be us to be placed, and that's that's done but you meet someone new and you're chatting chatting away and you know what you, what do you do comes up as one of the first questions if you haven't int- haven't introduced yourself in a certain way within the first 2 minutes 3 minutes usually of a conversation if you're british you might actually manage to hold off for 10 minutes because we are taught that it's not polite to ask somebody what they do so so there's a different way of actually angling into that question the minute we hear that we also put people into a societal hierarchy, a societal positioning on where we see those people, which is terrible in many respects, but it's something that we are actually trained in some respect to do. I think there is
0: animal instinct in us when we don't know it, it can be dangerous potentially. And when we know something, even even if you have some negative feelings about lawyers, but at least you know who is the beast. Yeah, yeah. And it might be that it's just us lawyers giving it such a big power. Lots of work gone into, there is status, financial security. Absolutely. Uh, and also historical things. If you're doing some papers... You need, uh, you need those papers to be confirmed by either your priest or your doctor or your lawyer. It gives you a huge status.
1: It does. I give, and I think it gives you an identity as well, which we, we, we fall back on. But we are more than lawyers. We are more than lawyers. <laughs> so what we want to talk about today is who are we? And what happens when we just associate ourselves with being lawyers? And I mean, we were talking before the show about looking at children and their imagination and how they turn up as somebody different every single day. I spent um, a weekend, a couple of weekends ago with my, Justin's niece, and two children who are friends' children. And I climbed Everest for an afternoon with a pen knife Uh, and a little duffel bag and I went and learned what horses like to eat on a daily basis and I learned that little rainbows were what the sprinkles in cake mixture were made from (laughs) and it was this beautiful world of creativity and imagination and no limits and anything was possible and everybody was invincible and nothing held us back. And I really wish that we could just bring some of that creativity and imagination and self-belief really back into who we are so that we can remember who we are.
0: Oh, it's amazing you, that you brought up uh, children. I have two at home and they are now four and seven years old. And for them, there is no such thing as fixed identity. I mean, yes, they know their names. Yes. Otherwise, apart from that, the identity shifts continuously and there is nothing stable and you don't and they don't have the, they don't feel the need to have anything stable. Like I would call my son and in one day he would say, I'm not I'm not Luca. I am a dinosaur. The next day, I call him a dinosaur. He's like, I'm not a dinosaur. I'm Chase from Paw Patrol. <laughs> Sometimes I get it right. It's an amazing quality to have this flexibility, to take on those roles and be that role because they change. They start to roar. They start to walk differently. They start to behave differently. They respond differently. It's like acting And this is what happens when we associate ourselves strongly with something. And it can be both helpful and it can fire
1: back. Okay, on that basis then, it's like acting. What does holding on to that lawyer identity do in our our daily lives? And I can think of multiple, I can think of, multiple ways that this could work I mean you've got in a positive manner you've got this gravitas you've got this intelligence you've got this knowledge that sits with being a lawyer which is I'd like to say in most cases trustworthy (laughs) and and a, a source of of knowledge I often get people that come to me and ask for an opinion because I'm a lawyer but then I have seen other players other in take the lawyer home as such. So, for example, I've seen friends and colleagues in their romantic relationships with their partner or their husbands and wives who take on a much more adversarial position during an argument because they believe that they have to always be right. They can't show a weakness. They can't show that... They're not going, yeah, they're not going to, to win in this particular argument. Whereas if you stepped away from the lawyer role in these circumstances and took on a much more collaborative and compromising role, you may end up getting into a much better situation and not end up having a complete blow-up in your family.
0: So you're not really present as a person or as a family member.
1: And not even as a
0: mediator, you're more like as a barrister defending your case.
1: Exactly. And that's not necessarily conducive to creating a healthy relationship at home, but it's a trait that we have brought in from our association with being a lawyer.
0: The thing that comes to me is the ability to process volumes of information. Really quickly. On the other hand, I see in my coaching practice, because I work with working moms who have recently or not so recently went through the experience of giving birth and becoming a mother. This habit of being in your brain does you a disservice when you need to connect with your body, because this is a big part of the biological, the anatomical process of giving birth. And I think that's why hypnobirthing became so popular, because it teaches us to switch off the left side of the brain, the logical side, (laughs) and how to switch into more of this body-mind connection. This brain-body connection that sometimes gets lost in the lawyer job, that many women rediscover when they become mothers
1: I I think that's amazing and do you know it's what springs to mind when you talk about that is actually the the mask that we wear and intellectually we split our personalities basically so I know lots of lawyers who are a lawyer in the office and very lawyer-like I know many lawyers who go into the office and take on that role as a lawyer and yet when they go home they have a completely different personality and as you were saying with lawyers, lawyers, female lawyers who become mothers, they tap back into their emotions, they tap back into their, their their intuition and their gut instincts, that very much comes back into their lawyer role when they come back into practice as well and I've seen that that change as they adopt more of their faculties, their emotional and their mental and their intellectual capacities, when they come back into, into law. We were discussing before that wouldn't it be nice to actually see more of a person, more of the human in the workplace rather than just the lawyer. I mean, how many people have you met as lawyers you know, who said, oh, hello, I'm, I'm a lawyer, blah, 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 and that conversation has stopped, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice if you knew that they had done biology as a degree and decided to switch into law? I'd love to know all of the. I love knowing the differences rather than the mainstream facts.
0: Those are definitely conversation breakers when you hear a twist because it immediately creates this personal connection. I had a colleague, he was a DJ, DJing late evenings and nights. I don't know how he was managing it alongside <laughs> long working hours. It is quite refreshing to see that people have life outside of this label.
1: But they're human. It makes them human again. And, yeah. and, and that's what I think is so important. And I think there's a lot of value in seeing somebody's humanity. I think it allows us to speak up. It allows us to... Create boundaries in a healthy way in between our work and our life it shows the rest of the world what's important to us and where where our values lie and and what we're prepared to accept and not accept in multiple environments and the fact is he's human it shows that he he has other interests he is more than a lawyer he is He's quite exciting. He's got a personality. All those things that we actually really connect with and value in our relationships and our society and allow us to create good good working relationships, good, good personal relationships with people are really present. And I think that they should be encouraged and shared and not wearing a mask so that we are all seen as the same.
0: With lawyer taking so much of just physical time in our lives, we sometimes forget about our other hats that we some some time ago carried, or like our interests or our other faces uh, in our life. And so lawyer becomes the strongest of the identifications that we carry
1: absolutely. And how do we how do we find our way back? How do we remember who we are, which is fundamentally what we're talking about in this podcast episode is who are we? And my view on that is that I think you have to tap back into your values and start remembering who you were before you became a lawyer. And when I talk about values, I'm talking about the things that you consider to be super important and meaningful in the way you choose to live your life. And often, when we take on certain roles, when we take on certain positions, we adapt our values and we adapt to the way that we behave to fit into society's requirements. Now, there are ethics that sit out there. These are standards and uh, systems of rules which are expected to be followed in society. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your personal values that are unique to you. How do you want to be in this world? How do you want to show up? How do you want people to see you? And are you currently behaving in that manner. One of the things that we were talking about before is that when we are often faced with a real struggle in the world, from a coaching perspective, we often find that our clients have a values conflict going on where two of their core values are really struggling with each other. But when you don't know what your core values are because you haven't remembered them because you you haven't really thought about them, it's very difficult to understand all of this discomfort that's going on.
0: Can you give an example, Frida, of value dissonance?
1: Financial security is something that is incredibly important to me and has often prevented me from leaving jobs that weren't working for me. It has prevented me from taking big risks with money, but it's also... Provided for me in the future. So, you know, I'm I'm quite conscious about where I'm I'm placing money, where money's going to be saved for the future, etc. And when I left one of my previous jobs, I left out of principle. I also ha- I have a big belief that you should stand up against bullying and standing up against poor behaviour and bad management. When I challenged that behavior, I massively put my financial security at risk on the understanding that I could lose my job, I could, could be asked to leave my position, but it was worth, in my opinion, to stand up and voice my opinion, to stand up against bullying because that is a separate core value of mine that you have to, be, you have to lead by integrity and lead by example.
0: How did you feel this value being
1: challenged? Very uncomfortable. It caused a lot of sleep. It's nice. It caused a, caused a lot of stress. I didn't know that these were my values. I, I couldn't acknowledge what was going on because I didn't really understand it. So it ended up just being lots of trying to work out back and forth about what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Should I change jobs? Shouldn't I change jobs? And should I stand up? Should I actually say something? And it, it was incredibly uncomfortable
0: many people don't reflect on their values and they don't know them and they face those situations when they're felt extremely uncomfortable and they intuitively make those decisions to follow what they feel is the right choice. So what is the purpose of actually knowing your values? Do I just rely on my gut in this situation? What's What's the point of really naming your values?
1: If you live in alignment with your values, your life will be a lot more comfortable moving forwards. So the minute that I sat down and I really understood what my values were and I realigned with them and I started to bring those back into each aspect of my life, there was this real calmness that settled in on me because I knew that all the decisions I then made going forwards were checked in with my values. So
0: knowing your values Clarifies the relationship with yourself.
1: And what's important? You get to know who you are again.
0: You also see this, the integrated version of yourself, removing all the labels and the hat, but who you are at the core of any of your roles, as a professional, parent, as a family member, as a community member, just helps you to show up fully yourself. This our conversation reminds me of an interview with uh, Naomi Osaka, who won uh, the Australian Open last week. In one of the interviews, she was described as someone who knows who she is, because she's obviously an elite athlete and she works a lot on her physical shape. But elite athletes also work deeply on their psychological shape and, and on their mindset. And knowing yourself bring you the chance to be the, in your best shape.
1: So on that note, does that give us a hypothesis for this week? You know, aligning, bringing ourselves back into alignment with our values will allow us to be who we really are and show up in our best way.
0: So what is going to be our exercise, Frida?
1: So the experiment for this week on that basis is definitely going to be around our values. In in part of my practice, I do quite a lot of work around values. One of the exercises, a shortened version of it, is what I'd like to propose that we do today. A lot of people don't actually know what values are. And trying to ask somebody to identify what their values are without actually explaining or providing a list can be incredibly daunting. It can be incredibly confusing. So what we want to do is to provide a list of values that you can take a look at. And we'll put that onto the podcast website. You can add to that list if your values are not present. Don't feel that it's restrictive. So take a look at those values. That's step one. Step two is to start identifying those values across different aspects of your life. So your work, your social life, your family, your community, your romantic life, your growth and learning, health and fitness and spirituality. We will put a box, some templates into that worksheet, which we'll make available on the podcast website so that you can download it and follow the steps that are there. And once you have identified the values that, for each aspect of your life, you can then start to look at which values keep cropping up, which values keep repeating themselves across each aspect of your life. And those are going to be the core values, your core values that keep showing up in repeated circumstances. And then the final exercise, part of the exercise, is going to be around asking yourself if those core values are currently present in each aspect of your life. Are they showing up? Are they visible? Are you being who you really are?
0: To give you just another hint into what values uh, your values might be and what values are in general, Frida, you have a lovely poem to describe it in a more poetic way.
1: It's called Not by Erin Hansen. And I think this is a beautiful way to finish up this episode. And it goes as follows. You are not your age, nor the size of clothes you wear. You are not a weight or the colour of your hair. You are not your name or the dimples in your cheeks. You are all the books you read and all the words you speak. You are your croaky morning voice and the smiles you try to hide. You're the sweetness in your laughter and every tear you've cried. You're the songs you sing so loudly when you know you're all alone. You're the places that you've been to and the one that you call home. You're the things that you believe in and the people that you love. You're the photos in your bedroom and the future you dream of. You're made of so much beauty that it seems that you forgot when you decided that you were defined by all the things you're not.
0: That's it for this week's episode of the Lawyer Life Experiment podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. It was presented to you by Agnes Smirnova and Frida Levitsky. Find our information and contacts in the podcast notes we love to hear your views on this podcast please reach out to us or use the link in the show notes to give us a review you can also subscribe and like and tell your friends about it and have fun experimenting